broadcasting from a dark basement office. The FBI's most unwanted presents the X-Files podcast. What's up, buddy? Back. You going to hit me with some French, bro? Let's go. Oh, oui, oui, oui. <laughs> My Man. favorite thing about French, I don't really speak it at all. I mean, I I definitely don't speak it. There was a time in I my remember two thousand and three. Yeah, I was like you were like trying basic conversational fluency. Like Dude, I, I went remember to France a few times. And I, I could like fucking remember that. I remember I could, you talking to. We worked yeah. at Bose. There was a customer. Yeah, and you were kind of doing it, and they were like like prompting and helping you along. And I was like, holy shit. Yep. Now it's yep. gone. It's gone. I mean, I can uh, I can read a little bit. But that's about it. Yeah. That's about it. I mean, it, it, I'm sure it would come back quicker. I've been working on my Spanish a little bit. It's know? a good move. It's the wave of the future. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe Mandarin though. So, <laughs> sacre, sacre bleu. Um, yeah. I yeah. like their numbers, the French numbers, because they're kind of silly. Like, well, they, they sound cool, but like, like uh, when you, they get up in the higher numbers, like there's no 70 or 80 or 90. It's like, like 80 is like, um, what is it? Quatrevent. Which means like four twenties. Oh, interesting. So like eighty nine is like quatre vingt neuf. So it means like four twenties and nine. And then like <laughs> like what the 70, fuck? 75, 77 is like soixante dix. What's seven set? So it's like sixty ten seven. That's seventy seven. That's so funny. It's like some silly ass shit. Speaking of not Mandarin, I, I should have said probably Cantonese. That's right? what I remember. There's the end of it. Do you, do you, our, our mutual <laughs> buddy, Shuang, fucking his Cantonese shit he would speak when his mom would call him. Was oh my the God. Funniest shit in the fucking world. Because he'd be like, she'd swear at him in English. <laughs> yeah. And she would say, I, I fuck you. I fuck you. Like that. But trying to say fuck you. And then he's like, okay, mom, whatever. And then he'd be like, he'd be like, sure, sure, or whatever. He'd say some, some, he'd, you know, he'd speak Cantonese to her. And then it was like, it was just cool to listen to. And then he would talk in his sleep, like, and, you know, we'd have fucking dumb sleepovers post D&D. And he'd just be like talking in fucking Cantonese in his sleep. And I was like, that is so hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought it was funny too. He's, uh, <clears throat> he is, I would say the most American person I know. Totally. Just the most cold blooded totally. capitalist. New like Yorker, right? Through and yeah, through. Yeah. Through yep. and through. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too yeah. funny. But he, but he, uh, but he can, uh, yeah, he's fucking totally flowing. Because he moved when he was, what, eight? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, not to bury lead, but fucking black oil, Let's bro. Let's go, Bo. Piper Maru. Piper fucking Maru. Black we both oil. Had a little, we both had a little issue we had to text back and forth about today. We were like... Yeah, you sure we didn't cover this? Dude, that was so weird. Yeah. Yeah, and I was... Not until the second act of the episode that I realized we hadn't. I'm mm. like, what? Hong Kong, I remember this shit. I know I considered covering it. And the only reason I'm sure that we, we didn't is that BP would have put us on blast if yeah, we'd uh, it would have been covered the bass signal. Would He would have got a fucking call on his red phone from whatever freak show he has watching us. And he would have been like, hold on. He would have grabbed the red phone and be like, hey, dickheads, you covered Piper already. I think he's got Taylor Galloway watching me. I don't know about you. Duly- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's doing that for free, though, apparently. <laughs> you see uh, his new computer he built? I saw some lights and shit. Yeah, I think he, I think he put a little spot in there and work for when he has you. He can put you right in that little computer, too. <laughs> Amongst his collection of trophies. Cool. Jesus. <laughs> All of me or just my head? I don't know. Depends how he's feeling that day. 
I like it. Anyway. So, um, <clears throat> what do you remember about this one? Because, uh, boy. Black-eyed Frenchman. Black-eyed Frenchman. Yeah. <laughs> Dead-eyed that's a, that's a new little band. Frenchman. <laughs> they're near experimental. <laughs> Dark synth, I think, they're going for. <laughs> um, I got to say, man, of of all the visually iconic X-Files things, for me personally, from from watching it live back in the day, the black oil is easily a top five visual that stuck with me. I'm glad you're talking about visuals because we're going to be talking a lot about them in this uh, episode, Josh. Oh, there's some fucking great ones. This felt like a cinematic experience from the opening shot is, the is whole this a, way through. Uh, it is a Rob Bowman jam. I didn't know that, but I am hardly surprised. Yep. And it feels like I'm watching a motion picture the whole way through. I mean, they they take a lot of time on this opening incident. And in, in, in not just opening, not just like time, but like this is a budgetary thing here. We got cranes, we got divers, we got guys going in the water, dumping this guy in the water. It's very claustrophobic. This is to how much money, Josh, would it take for me to put you in that suit that looks like it's going to go right to the bottom as soon as you unclip that little cute harness thing. Oh, man. And uh, the guys, when a guy comes over with a, a handheld torquing screwdriver to keep you water sealed in the great depths <laughs> in the big drink, I'm like, just ratchet you in there. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I don't know why you're turning screws on my helmet for water sealing, but I don't like this. It feels very unsafe to me. Hey, it's a late 20th century. Let me put you in this Jules Verne looking motherfucker no and shit. drop you into the abyss. <laughs> uh, no, dude, no thank you. There's uh, underwater and outer space are two things that I was never like, yeah, that's like, I definitely want to get involved with that. Yeah, yeah. Like that sure. underwater, I mean, and both of them fascinated me, but they, I don't know that I would never do it, but they both, like, I start thinking about it and a little bit of like, mm -hmm. yeah. Wait a minute, did you just do a double entendre? Because is, is Captain Nemo French? Uh, I don't know if he is. Can somebody look that up? Is, <laughs> I mean, Nemo sounds French to me. Jules Verne? Is well, he Nemo? Verne is French. Is it Captain Nemo is 20,000 leagues? I don't know. Yeah. I might be way off. This is going to be another cognitive bias, cognitive dissonance fuck up by me. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good. Good. Let's go down that path for 26 minutes. I'm with you on this one at least. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Nemo is Latin, means no one. I meant, he means the character. Oh, for fuck's sakes, you nerds. <laughs> Take yourself out of chat. Just kidding. Um, yeah, I guess that makes sense. I should have known better. But anyway, you were talking visuals. We were talking visuals. Yeah, dude. That uh, that black oil, dude, it will always stick with me. And um, <clears throat> I see what you did there. I say, hey, 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 stick on you. Uh, and that is definitely the thing that, I will always think of, as soon as I think of Piper Maru, I think of plane underwater, pilot in the cockpit, and then the dude. black oil effect. Those, and then when I start to watch it, I remember a lot more, and dude, there's so much to talk about that I love about this episode, but those visuals are just so lingering, and the, the cold open on this one, mm. powerful. Powerful. Fucking so good. And you know what I like? You know, you're, t you're sitting here talking about the, the great expanses, the vastness of space and our very own ocean, uh, capturing our imagination, Josh. But not just that, but really tapping into some real primal fear from, from beyond. You need, when you think of the ocean or you think of space, you think of such ancient things, you know, where, where men dare not tread. How dare us think that we can go into these realms? And I love that this man comes back, Gautier. 
Gautier? he's fucking changed. That's my favorite shit when they're just yeah. changed. Like, you know, before you, we know there's this black oil thing moving around, which I don't know much about. And I might ask you about, and if you know more, cool. And if it's a spoiler, well, we can cross the bridge and we come to it. But when just him being shaken by his experience, of course, we know that there is extraterrestrial, I believe it is interference, but still it's cool. I like going down there. That's one of the things I like about the abyss is they start to kind of go cuckoo down there or, um, yeah, you know, like, even in that Astra where Brad Pitt's dad kind of goes bananas out there in space or, or anything like that. I like that idea. Yep. And it's something about, I mean, if they're, you know, you could maybe think of like the inside of a volcano or whatever, but aside from some really crazy shit, if there's an environment on earth that is just utterly foreign and alien to a human being, yes. it's underwater, especially uh, deep underwater. For sure. And that's some... That is your, that triggers your, your little fucking reptile brain. Mm-hmm. Like it's that same thing of, you know, it, when you're, when you're swimming, have you ever been like swimming at night and felt something against your leg? Absolutely. Oh, it's, boy. It is immediate. Get me out of this environment. <laughs> it's the most immediate. Get me out of anything. There is one other thing that came very close one time. Oh no, no. It triggered a mass, mass pool evacuation. Funny story. May I? Yeah, oh, is let this me, Caddyshack? Let me indulge you. <laughs> so I had just mo- recently moved down to Florida. My friend Bill had a very wealthy aunt that he lived with while his mom was, you know, saving money. Young mom, same bullshit as my mom. And this, these very w- wealthy people got a beautiful in-ground pool. I started hanging out with this guy for a while, and my friend Scotty was there. This is not, not you know, doesn't matter. Anyway, right, it's nighttime. You're with your friend's hot we, mom at the pool. No, no, no. Anyway, we all, we're all in the pool having fun. We're in ninth grade, ninth grade, 10th grade. And there's adults and there's drinking and people getting bananas. And we're all talking and, and there's this commotion. And there's a nude man sprinting, fat man, sprinting from the sliding glass door directly at the pool. And he leaps in and he cannonballs into the pool. <laughs> And it was one of their like weirdo uncles who wasn't even like a like a weirdo in like that way. He was just blitzed, fucking blackout drunk. Dude, he hit the water. Me, Bill, and Scott couldn't have been out faster. That's a funny story because you're like 14-year-old boys. Yeah. You're 14-year-old girls. It's not funny. <laughs> it's a blibbies. Yes. Girls, girls, he's leaving in bracelets. Boys were like, ah, stupid Uncle Joe, whatever the fuck his name was. We couldn't, I'm telling you, man. That shit where they talk, where they show like, you know, athletes at the combine leaping out of four feet of water, like fucking super athletes. That was us that day. I mean, couldn't have been out faster. It was hilarious. And we're like, oh, that's uncle, whatever. It's fine. And then they ran over, put a towel on him. Then he passed out. It was like a typical day in central Florida. It was, uh, it was bad. It was a bad, it was a bad one. But, but to your point, nothing like feeling some sort of ancient creature from beyond that we have yet to discover brushing upon, tickling your little Tootsies. <laughs> it's exhilarating. Like, I mean, that's... Oh, yeah. I distinct, maybe like high school and college age, a few times like going night swimming, like with a group of friends, guys and girls mix, so it's already kind of exciting and you're young. And like being in the ocean at night and like you're only, we're all only doing it because the rest of us are doing it. Like, I'm not going to fucking be out there Absolutely. on my own. Yeah. But you it's, disappear in a split second. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool, man. Yeah. And then... You, you put that already like foreign alien crazy 
fear and then you layer it with this bizarre and this always makes me think of the way i love the way you define horror mm-hmm. you know like as uh something i'm paraphrasing but basically like you know the the visual horror of of seeing something which your mind rejects correct which is gautier's expression his eyes but when it cuts from that pilot in this you know p51 has been under there for 50 years banging on the glass and it just that Complete lack of comprehension. Totally. Rejection of what he's seeing is fucking dope. And it's then, dope. And I love too that in this episode at least, there's we never see what you know what the black oil, like the exchange, because that Amen. couldn't look it would only take away by trying to show us something sure. like that, right? Sure. Be some silly kind of like silly effect. Like think of like the shit that's kind of like hurt episodes, like the silly <laughs> shit and uh what was that? A uh, ghost one in season one. Oh Jesus! <laughs> that terrible ghost one. Mm-hmm. Um, the dutiful secretary. <laughs> yeah, or space with a ooh ghost face. Fucking ghost face. <laughs> <laughs> if um, it ain't fucking Wu Tang, I'm not interested. <laughs> <laughs> but just that, you know, the next cut, the next time you see them, they have that kind of dead lizard face and that mm. blink, and then the black oil across the eye is so good man it i think it's one of my favorite simple visual effects like period like it's just one of those things that oh it's awesome dude it still holds up it still looks great yeah it's creepy as fuck it, it just makes you think he's gonna start no matter how much screaming or hollering right yeah. he has that yeah. look on his face like he's just fucking it's a thousand yard stare right the full metal yep. jacket shit shark eyes dull dull smile <laughs> That's good shit, man. <laughs> Hell yeah. And um, we get right into, uh, I mean, post this, we're right into learning about what's going to be the personal aspect of this story for one Scully. And um, how good is Jillian Anderson in that, as an actor, uh, actress, she, whatever? Drop this one for you. This was the first episode she was nominated for an Emmy for. This is hardly surprising. Yeah. yeah this is definitely one where she kind of uh, outshines our boy. As much yeah. as we love DD, this is uh, she puts on a clinic here. Yeah, this stuff. Her reaction. She's oh God. Here's why this is so good to me because I couldn't have told you this is how I would have directed her until I saw her do it because I'm not a director and don't have that skill set. But I'm observant enough to say, here's what I want you to do, Scully. I want you to remember that Skinner is powerful and you have a lot of respect for him and that you are a professional, but that you're really hurt. And she just yeah. fucking nails it. Yeah. Like when you watch her react here, she wants to say what she wants to say, but she wants to be respectful. And she's doing that and communicating it to an authoritative figure, which is already intimidating on its own. Plus it's very, very, very saturated with her emotional headspace in the moment. And it just looks great. And her voice, yeah. her, you know, the blinking, the, the head movement, it's just real, man. And Skinner, uh, you know, it cuts through because how? Absolutely. How could not? He's he's yes, he's a tough guy, but he he's definitely tougher on the exterior than he, he has a soft spot for Them. both the agents, but mm-hmm. I think especially Scully because you got. I mean, he knows Mulder well, and he has a little bit of a soft spot for him. But more than anything, especially mm-hmm. if you know Agent Fox Mulder well, you got to have shit. a soft spot for the poor fucking sack of shit that has to work with that guy day totally. in day out. And God damn it. Holy shit. And to, to, and to go further on that point, you also have to remember that 
who are you going to hit your fucking wagon to? You know, there's this thing in leadership where we're like, is this the person you want to go forward with? Like, yeah. Like if you're making Skinner pick, it's kind of a no brainer. <laughs> you know, like who do you think is going to tank your agency? <laughs> Probably not Scully, right? Old shoot from the hips. Yeah. <laughs> Old hip shoots. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what Mulder is? We've never used this analogy. But he is an 80s action star. He's never aiming, but he's always fucking hitting. Yes, you're right about that. <laughs> Dude, no he aim. is literally <laughs> he is literally commando. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Yeah, he is. Dude, he's commando shooting guys over fucking well sh- well well <laughs> well manicured hedges. He's John Rambo in Vietnam blowing away the Viet Cong, right? Yeah, R- Rambo too. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah, fucking. <laughs> du- 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 <laughs> I love it. Holy love mackerel! It. That's funny. Uh, oh, and it was a. Uh, by the way, I checked. It was a. It was a nomination for for Scully. Not a win, but em- a nomination for her first Emmy nomination. Has she won any for the show? Can maybe maybe a chat can jump on that. I believe she has. Yeah. Why don't you do our jobs for us? We'll get yeah. back to you. Let. It, and, uh, by the way, also speaking of chat, doing our jobs. Yeah, Jules Verne was French. Oh, of course. Yeah, <laughs> I way. guess the fucking last name is a giveaway. Van. 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 Jules. I mean, come on. Jules. Probably um, not. Pro- Jules Verne. Don't think he's from Alabama. <laughs> no. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, that's a great scene. And that, I don't even know. We Do you want to just kind of tackle, because something that is interesting that will come up in a lesser comment I want to get to later. Sure. Is this trend in mythology, especially as we get towards these middle seasons, is that... Scully and Mulder kind of get their own arcs. So a downside, let me just read the comment right now because it's a really good point that I didn't think of. Um, It's from our boy, Sir Thom. Hell yeah. And uh, I'll read the whole thing here. He seems pretty um, objective. Yeah, yeah. Except for for liking us. That's dubious at best. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I really like this episode. It kicks off another awesome mid-season mythology double bill. The black oil eye effect holds up to this day and is pretty iconic. My one gripe is how quickly Mulder and Scully seem to get separated mythology episodes. I suppose it's a necessity as it helps to progress Scully's character arc, and her storyline with Skinner here is quite compelling. I just like it when our two leads are together. Back to the episode, it contains three things I love, underwater salvage scenes, an alien entity switching human hosts, and Alex fucking Krychek, the Mm. ultimate triple threat. Um, yeah, so that, but I just thought that that was a good point that I hadn't, we've talked about it. We've, you know, we've, we've, we, uh, we kind of talked about it in that, the three parter that we covered recently, right? Sure. Um, that Mulder and Scully do kind of get separated a lot, but they kind of do again here and it's going to happen again in future episodes without getting specific. And I think it happens and maybe that's a part of besides the mythology getting wonky down the road. Maybe that is an inherent downside to the mythology is that it seems to pull our agents apart more than, at least more than some of the- I'll tell you, that's a really great point love. I've never even thought of, dude. Never Me thought neither. of it. It's funny, I was thinking as, as, as the idea of what, what hurts mythology, one thing I thought of as, and I'm just going to put a pin in it, but maybe I'll remember, come back to it, maybe I won't. But because they're so few and far between, it seems like they try to do lots of things in them. Like lots of things happen. Like if you were to take a bullet list of Piper Maru, you'd be like, wow, all these things happen. Now I'm talking on both sides of my mouth because I like when things happen, not when things don't happen. Many shows, nothing, like Walking Dead at the end, nothing happens. Like the one thing happens and then nothing happens for 40 more minutes, except like Hemin and Hawing. 
So sometimes I'm like, they can be difficult because there's a lot going on. Um, but that's why this two-parter really works for me. But all that aside, back to his original point. Yeah, I, is, it a ne- is it necessary to do? How often is it done? And does it hurt the episode? I think, it, I think if you separate Mulder and Scully, you have a challenge on your hands because their chemistry, their togetherness is what makes the fucking show. Yeah. Um, but you would establish them, meaning the third season, I think the hope is for for the storytellers to try to be like, all right, let's see them sort of tackle two directions from this at the same time. And maybe, maybe as I'm talking and my wheels are spinning, maybe lots of things happen from a bullet point perspective can happen as a result of splitting them up. And maybe that isn't necessarily good, you know? Yep. And and on top of <clears throat> giving them different stuff to do, right. or just building on top of that, it's it's also just the the arcs, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Because a lot of time, Mulder has personal arcs, but the mythology is really more tied to Mulder, right? It's that is Mulder's. This is this is a very good point. Yeah, because it's, arc more than anything is the it's quest the, for truth in the sister, right? I know that's always right. like a that's yep. the the what would that's you call the, that his through line? Yeah, his through line. The I mean the the kernel that that springs forth this fountain of. <laughs> Nonsense. Of commando nonsense. Fucking <laughs> but, you know, and Scully is there with him for that. And there, at times it's very personal for her too. But she can't just always be there just going along with, with Mulder's thing. She's such a great character. And obviously Anderson's so good that we need things that develop her. And they've they've come in. You know, this whole, the abduction thing and the the stuff going on with her, her pregnancy and the stuff that happens with her family, with her mm-hmm. sister getting murdered. So all these arcs deserve their own time and credit. And, you know, yes, you do get you. This feels very cinematic because of how totally. it's shot you've taught you've, you've talked about, but also because of shit happening and and yes, and going back and forth and, and building these these arcs kind of simultaneously that adds to that cinematic feel. But we lose out a little bit in that we lose that interaction, that that one on one that is so good for sure. So good. Yeah. Big props to Sir Thom for for bringing this one up. Yeah, that's it because it's a lot of meat on the bone, isn't it? Mm. Mm. A lot of meat, mm. a, lot, mm. a lot of meat on that bone. Delish. It's a thick bone. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sorry. Well. Top, top Gun episode all over again, but um, yeah, <laughs> it's uh, I'll tell you, man, it's um, I there are times where separating them is necessary from a from a plot standpoint, but to separate them for the entirety of an episode is a challenge. Yeah, because, and they're not for the entirety here, well, but a good chunk true. of it. That's good true. Good chunk. Yeah, you, most of your, I don't know, mo- seems like a lot of it, but told the kind of... Probably about, probably about two-thirds of it, because the first third, they're pretty much together. You know, they they go out to the ship together. Correct. You know, Mulder... <laughs> Every like, <laughs> Mulder's like the worst travel agent ever. And like, that, that's, how, that's how every trip starts is, you know, whether it's some fucking slide or some cockamamie story and then here's your tickets to san diego <laughs> to go look at some irradiated sailors <laughs> dude think about that right yeah i'll i'm going to hong kong i'm sorry what yeah oh my god that shit <laughs> molder so far off the reservation dude it's crazy yeah worst fbi agent ever yeah Good and i up. get i guess that split comes when she goes to see her old friend because can you can we do a little plot framework here yeah. It's essentially, to- yeah, it's essentially, we find this crazy thing, 
which leads to these burned men. This is a la Chernobyl to me, right? Dude, I'm just watching Chernobyl now. I'm halfway Oof. through it. And uh, they, uh, that whole, that radiation burning is fresh in the mind. That is brutal. They spare no expense yeah. on the visual effects. Honestly, though, they look pretty good in this. I thought so, too, actually. I was like, they, really they, they're really making us believe that these people are fucked from radiation. Yep. Like the idea of, bur- of, bur- of your body just burning from this invisible shit. That's so intense, man. And just what a cool idea that is. I mean, apart from what we've seen, but the idea that this French salvage ship rolls into rolls into the harbor. Yeah. Every one of the men is is burned to, pretty much to the point of incapacitation, except for one who is completely unaffected. Uh, and uh, he's gone. He's a Frenchman named Gautier. Lives in San Francisco. Like that whole... That whole thing that they get from this is uh, that's such cool. a great mystery to start out on. You and, know? And, yeah, and let me see if I can kind of break that open a little. Because so whatever causes the radiation, the, the radiation is linked to the oil, correct? This oil entity. And the oil entity protects the host from said radiation. Is that what I'm led to believe? Yeah, well, basically, we'll, we'll seal, it, seal it. We'll see it later <laughs> on. In the episode, in the necessary, but, you know, again, kind of less is more sometimes when, when Mrs. Gautier there, that little hottie, when mm. she goes, when she goes, gives the old white, white hot heat to, um, to that French tack team out in Hong Kong. Burns yeah, shit I love when them. Mrs. Gautier gives white hot heat to the entire <laughs> French tack team. That is a great fucking Great video on uh, Pornhub, let me tell you. Sorry, Sorry. Mr. Gautier. It's one of those cuckold things. The two porn things I get the least he's, are like the stuck. cuckold he, things and the incest things. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. Uh, and, all, and all the hottest people are doing this, you're like, just don't say it. Just don't just, say it. Ah, fuck, you said it. Don't just, say it. I move the screen down to where I can't see the title at the top. fuck, don't say <laughs> Don't say you're like fucking your brother. So what Fuck. if mom comes in? <laughs> Fuck! God I damn it. it! I lost Shit. it. <laughs> Let's start over. No, fuck yeah, but no. Uh, I just that sentence really anyway. stood out stood out to me. <laughs> so <laughs> without we we will go off because as we've said we do have a handful of listeners who are watching through on the first time. So we're going to learn more about the black oil. Okay, so we, hold what, hold fast. What we know and we see in this episode because it is interesting. Like okay, it's a salvage ship. They encounter something that burned them, but how is the diver the only one that's not burned? He's mm-hmm. the one that was down there where presumably the thing is that would cause burning, especially later on when Scully finds out from Commander Johansson there that supposedly it's an atomic bomb. Now, we we, we, we kind of get that revealed by the end when we see Mrs. Gautier give him that burn, mm-hmm. and we see the, those radiation-like burns on those men. Yes. So the assumption here is that Gautier gets pulled up to the surface, toasts up the rest of the crew at some point. Right, right. Um, I don't know why. Could have just roll back into port. But, you know, it's it's very interesting because <laughs> this is two different ways to do this episode, which I think could both be great. Wouldn't it be cool if that was the opening of the of the episode where a bunch of, like, this ship rolls into port, there's one guy who's fine who shows up at the hospital with all these burnt Frenchmen and then he disappears and like that's the kind of the open, mm. and we the, we the audience don't know anything. You, like, you really so you cool. forego you forego the the visual uh, cinematic approach for the mm-hmm. more kind of 
almost uh, intrigue built one. Yeah, that would be interesting for sure. I'm not saying better. Just it's it's interesting that it could be. No, I know. Yeah, you're just saying it's as an option. Yeah. Yeah, versus, I do that too sometimes, but sometimes I get crucified for dare even suggesting a thing. <laughs> Just kidding. But, but no, this, uh, yeah. But but you can't beat the visual in this one. It's so good. It's pretty it's so good. By the way, the chat did do our jobs for us. Um, GA um, from Nikki was ripping ripping through some good stuff here. Um, she won an Emmy in 97, was nominated 96, 98, 99. So, um, and then 97 would have been season four. We'll see. Ninety three was season one, so three, four, five, six. So I, I assume the Emmys are like the year after. So anyway, either season four or five, she won it for. BP um, says David Duchovny and Jillian were nominated ninety six, ninety seven, oh, ninety nine, ninety nine. Right season four. Yep. There you go. Yep. All right. So the best is yet to come, according to the Academy. Who knows shit? <laughs> um. Yeah. But this um, whole burn thing. The burn cool. thing. There's all. This is. This is one of the things I like about this episode is the building up of the uh, the the grim importance, as it were, right? Mm-hmm. Like the the first thing we see hits us: the burned people without somebody else being burned. Oh, he was fine. That's weird. I like layering of mystery. I like this stuff. Of course, Mulder finding the black slick stuff, and then of course the guy at home fine and being completely dead to his wife. Yeah, that's, that's weird, a, right? That's a good piece of. Acting, but also writing to, yes, he obviously has given her the old lizard look. Yeah. But the fact that, you know, think about how how off you have to be to your significant other to make them literally try to run from you when they reach towards you. Right. Without saying a like, word. Right. Yeah. That's that's some disturbing shit. And then, again, great. We do, You know, he grabs her, throws her against the wall, and the next right. thing we see, yeah. uh, yep, <laughs> I know where you're going. I, it's funny. I, it, it makes me, you know, I, I'm thinking about the way she backs away from him. Why are you answering me? And he just looks at her like a dead person. And that's that like instinct, that intuition where she's just like, this guy's fucked. I got to run. Yeah. It's like, we've seen it in X-Files. You've seen it in a, a lot of um, movie, TV, sci-fi kind of thing of that's not my husband. That's sure. not my mom. You know, like <clears throat> the person that looks exactly, or, you know, we've seen it. Um, they live among us. Yeah. The, uh, when that pilot there is that, um, that's the second episode, right? Uh, (laughs) yeah, absolutely. I can say bingo, bingo, bango. (laughs) When they bring, (laughs) they bring the, uh, the pilot comes back home and, uh, she's like, that's not my husband. Right. Such a cool thing. And, and that's the effect that she immediately knows, like whatever this Whoever's looking at me through my husband's eyes is not my husband. No shit. And, and, you know, I like how they misdirect us here, or at least they keep us off balance by showing him absolutely respond to Mulder and have no real recollection as to what's going on in one of these next follow-up scenes, you know? Yep. I yep. like that. I like that. I like it's a little, little tug of war. Yeah. Like, ooh, we're, we're stringing you along. He's going to be dangerous. We know he's going to be dangerous. She's terrified of him. We see the shit move to her eyes. Again, a cool effect, as you've pointed out. And then Mulder finds him down, just covered in covered in big slick, <laughs> right? Yeah. Covered in big slick. And Looks then, like he got hosed down by Nessie. <laughs> yeah, Looks yeah. like they pulled him out of fucking Enron disaster. Hey, Bing Bang Boom, are you thirty eight or over? No, but um, when was Enron? Like two thousand? Uh, Enron, or do you mean uh, Exxon? Exxon is a different. Hey. It's a different disaster. That one's still going. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Exxon. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Now I have to yeah. know. When was Exxon oil spill? 90? Uh, 90, 90? 90? I'm going to say 90. Early 90s. 
Yeah. Anyway. But, um, or that movie with Mark Wahlberg. Guys, the rig isn't safe. It's going to blow up. Oh my God, I'm covered in oil. Holy fucking shit. (laughs) That movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's a gem. It's a fucking gem. You know what's cool about it too is as we learn, like when we see her walk out of the house, we're like, oh man, she's got a, and at first you're like, does she have a two? Is this some weird like invasion of the body snatcher is going to spread throughout? But then when Mulder finds Godier and he's clearly like himself again and he has no recollection, the last thing he remembers is being on that dive. I love it. Um, It's like, oh no, this is like one specific entity. I like that. That's like, um, you know, the movie with, um, Denzel, it's really cool. It's Fallen, called, yeah, oh, love it. Yeah, the pa- yes, it's on my side. Yes, yes it is. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> and then they just bump into in their past. They shift that little demon around. That's cool. Yeah. That's a bad guy wins in that one, right? Oh Isn't yeah, the great. Oh, I fucking he love fucking it. wins. Come on, eighty nine was Exxon Valdez. Isn't it awesome that we don't have to do anything? This is excellent. I would have guessed like ninety three, <laughs> so I was a way off. Who needs a producer? Yeah. Just have a live chat. Yeah, exactly. It's cheaper than a producer. That's for fucking sure. <laughs> Elton, our good friend Elton from Rogue Two Media. Hell yeah. Uh, in the chat, he goes covered in Marmite. He's talking about <laughs> Love it. Very British, obviously. God British bless him. Shit. He's the, you know, he taught me uh, Rogue Two Media there. That's Elton. He taught me um, Otta Bobbins. Otta Bobbins. It's Otter Bobbins. I saw him type that on Facebook once and I went right to the diction. I went right to the king's. I don't know what the fuck he was saying. <laughs> like, what? God Those damn it. silly people and all their extra years. I know. Yep. It's funny. His slang is so much different than my buddy. I had a buddy from, like, way up north, Macclesfield, and they have different slang. It was cool. But, <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like they're a real country with a different, you know, they're not all one homogeneous people. It's almost like they have variety in their world, unlike what the movies tell me. Yeah, they're all the same. Unlike, <laughs> Just, unlike these fifty nifty United States. Yeah, we're all the same. We're all we all got fucking cowboy hats with cheeseburgers on top of our dicks, and we're on horses <laughs> with fucking rock and roll playing. That's all, all of us. We're getting balled out for calling them cheap in the chat. By the way, we love you guys. Our Kisses. cheap producers. <laughs> How about this? Inexpensive. I don't bargain. mean to imply quality. A bargain. I don't mean to imply that? quality, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I mean to imply a steal. They're a yeah, steal. We are, it's, it's criminal almost what we get away with by your inexpensiveness. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to talk about old wavery, old, old fucking oh. wavery voice, Wade? <laughs> <laughs> old, old waving Larry? In the, uh, in the, in the notes, Ooh. it says you want, you want wavery old man voice. <laughs> oh. can, you, can you cue me up a little bit of that old man voice? Yeah, yeah you know it. <laughs> Give me that shimmy shake. <laughs> tell me, tell me I lived a good life. Would you <laughs> fucking say it by Ryan? Ryan. All right, let me bring it up. Hold up. Oh, it's fun to laugh about. Yeah. Commander Johansson. It, it is in retrospect. Yes. I'm Dennis Scully. <laughs> I used to live three doors down. My my father was uh, Captain William Scully. I, I, I went to school with your son. I'm sorry, um... My memory isn't quite what it used to be. You crazy like a fox. (laughs) You son of a bitch. That's like people are like, oh, I don't speak English. You fucking (laughs) do. I know I'm blowing You fucking do. Let me me continue it. Richard doesn't live here anymore. Actually, sir, I I came to see you. Ooh, my lucky day. I work for the FBI now, and uh, there's a question that I'm hoping that you can answer. Oh, well, would you come in? (laughs) Do sit down. Thank you. Would you like something to drink? Of course. 
I know that you were an officer in the Pacific Theater during World War II. I wanted to ask you about a plane that's been discovered. Discovered? Yes, a P-51 Mustang at the bottom of the Pacific Ocean. Did you say P-51? I'm discovered. so turned on. <laughs> oh, it's fuck. like It's like that voice that, like, like in skits, like SNL skit when they're pretending to be an old man. It's like, you just picture. I'm pretty sure uh, Jim Carrey did a, did that a lot on uh, In Living Color. Oh, fuck. That old guy voice. Remember that shit? That was fucking J-Lo dancing. She was one of them dancing chicks. That yeah. fucking show was dope. Right. Random, uh, but just kind of reminded me, as you called out a random pop star, uh, Michael Buble. Oh, is a oh, uncredited extra in this episode. Does he does he hit us with a little fucking opera? <laughs> yeah, he's uh he's part of the crew when they do that little flashback scene coming up. What the fuck does he do? I don't even know like what kind a, of music he does. He's just, he's uh, just a, he's terrible a, jazzy kind of. Oh, okay, like a Harry Connick kind of thing. Yeah, probably kind of stuff like a like a chick would touch herself in the bath too. Okay, you know? yeah, all right. But, I, I, you know, Jesus a woman, Christ. a woman. Yeah, probably. Probably older for sure. And what do I? What do I know? Probably. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I, well, I yeah. thought I confused him with somebody else, like, Michael Bublé. Yeah, I confused him with some kind of opera guy. Some like I don't know. I don't know. Some guy who sings opera that's blind, Bocelli or something. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Different guy. He's a handsome guy. Kind of got a little bit of a scrunchy face, but who's that? Bublé. Oh, are you googling him? Yeah. Got it. Yeah, I don't know exactly who he is, but it's in Buble in there somewhere, something like that. Yeah. Dude, but, I got to be honest with you. This scene, this guy, the more this went on, the more he pretended to be infirm, the more he terrified me. Especially when you see... Yeah. Did you know it? Did you know it right out? No. Okay. No, that's why the scene works so well for me. As the scene progressed, I went, this guy's full of shit. Nice. Like, he's lying. And then, and then I got creeped out by Scully. Like, there's a, a shot with him behind her. And I was like, ugh, like as he's walking to the door, like they deliberately show him kind of close the gap. And I'm like, ugh, I don't like this. <laughs> it's, it's the denials. The denials come off in a weird way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, this guy, he's, there's, there's some steel in this man. And then when he goes like, oh, I don't remember. My memory's not what it was. It's like, hmm, yeah. really? His lips, you know, he has the face of an old man. I know we're talking about his voice. But he has the face of an old man that you would imagine you could just uh, uh, like a splash of blood across his face. Like, and it I, would look like it would work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, a, you, you know, how when Hannibal Lecter has the blood across his face when he's in the in, at the end of the movie there yep. and he's doing the fucking conducting. That's like I'm not saying he's that level. I'm just saying, you know, like holding down a fucking enemy combatant and just cutting his throat and. Bread. I just, I just see it on his face. Like can you can see, see those those steely gray eyes peering yeah. through a, a, a periscope, a completely unaffected by hundreds of bobbing dead Japanese bodies. Yeah. in the water yeah. from the from the yeah. Uh, he just he's just merchantman. Like, he just he, fucking torped right, and he just says, "Take us." He goes, "Take." He goes, "I want you to bring the sub to surface." They go out on the duck guns. Just all the guys flowing in the water, still alive. And he's just like, yeah. You just see the, the scene would end with like the machine guns from the deck guns mowing down those helpless men. Just the flashes across his face in the night sky, <laughs> right? And then just take us down to periscope, chase. <laughs> take us down to one five zero feet. After yes. all those guys just mowed the fuck down with yeah, whatever. I want to watch a fucking World War Two sub movie now. Hell yeah, especially one with a maniac captain. 
Hey, can, we, can I just throw this out there? Since we're talking about World War II and Saving Private Ryan was mentioned, is that I Uh-oh. will be having a very rare appearance on The Lost Drive-In uh, yeah. covering Saving Private Ryan. When's the last time you watched it? Um, In its entirety or yeah, yeah. harsh? In its entirety, I would say I watched it within the last two or three years. Nice. Cool. Yeah. It had been probably I, I, about five for me, but I okay. saw it when it came back in the theater. I shot over to check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, man. I... That's a movie, we'll save it, but you and I saw it in the theater together, my friend. I'll never forget that day, because yep. it, it's hilarious. <laughs> and and also kind of like- It's going to be a real laugh riot when we cover oh, that one. We're making it, we're <laughs> going to laugh at it. hoot. We're going to laugh at it. That's going to happen. <laughs> I think a lot of them are going to be at, uh, what's that little shit bird's name? Oh, God. Uh, Op'em? Op'em. Op'em! Ammo, God damn it! <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> Never, never in cinema have I wanted. I a, just got to win that character out of to me. die faster. Yeah, tell me about. Anyway, it. Um, Zeus Faber. Should we talk about this since we're on, on Commander Johansson here? Me this about whole the Zeus Faber mutiny. This is a little interesting backstory. Yeah, so I like this. This plays out, and then Scully's detained at the gate, which eh, I'm not sure the retired commander living on base has that kind of authority. <laughs> but I like it. I like the feel of it. And I like that he kind of had a change of heart. Right. That that he thought about it, that it affected him, that it broke through that. Those. those, those. Can I ask you a question about that before you push forward? Yeah. Say a retired commander living on base called the gate officer and said, hey, can you stop her? What, like, if you're the gate officer, what do you do? I think if you have any kind of relationship with this guy, which this looks like a, a small little out of the way. It's supposed of, to be Miramar, which is where they go oh, for fucking it? Top Gun training. No, that's fucking a humongous. I know space. it's bullshit, but uh, well, but like, and also there's different. Like, this could be like a side gate to one of the. This is know, true. One of the living areas, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure he would use the word detained when she came up to the gate, but if that guy has any kind of relationship, or w- the gate guard has any kind of relationship with this dude, or this dude is that the oldest has- gate guard on record? <laughs> <laughs> just asking for, yeah. a friend, for a friend i'm asking for a friend a couple njps under his belt i think <laughs> knocked down a couple times uh, but you know or especially if this guy has a reputation like he's got a fucking navy cross something like that mm-hmm. yeah like well we already know about his story about killing helpless japanese floating men <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, if that doesn't get you metal i don't know what does <laughs> but um yeah i think um again you're probably not going to say you're being detained Right, right. But he's going to stop her and, you know, and say, hey, he's got, he, I think ha- that's he has more something for dramatic for effect. I, I concur. Like I concur. You're being detained. That's one of those where he calls down and just says, hey, um, can you stop her? I got something I want to tell her. And then they say that and she willingly stops. Like she's not, she has no reason to fear him at this point. Right, right. Um, so in this, he breaks into the story of the Zeus Faber, the USS Zeus Faber. Um, it's a bit of a mouthful. Yeah. Not really how World War II subs were named. They were mostly, uh, a lot yeah. of fish names. A lot of fish fishies. Names. A, lot of, a lot of sea creatures. That was a popular theme. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do... The there was no, blowing there was up no USS it. Thermopylae. <laughs> <laughs> Since the uh, the chat has been bailing us out today, I, we got to throw them a bone. Andrea and Audrey, local Audrey, both talking about the moment when uh, Scully recognized the um, the aircraft as a P-51 and Mulder mm-hmm. <laughs> said something about how turned on he is yeah, right now. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. I, that was a great fucking moment. Um, but again, that, and that, that's a great setup before she even goes, that's good writing because no, that, that brings up, can I, can I say something about that? 
Yeah. She doesn't just recognize it as a P-51. She recognizes it as a P-51 that wouldn't have a nuclear payload because she knows it's a fucking air superiority ve- vessel, uh, plane, which is for fucking fighting. It's a fighter. Right. That yeah. was even like, that was like, oh my God. Yes. Very fucking cool. Very cool. <laughs> and, and, uh, but it's also like good writing in that, uh, in, for many reasons. It's a funny line. It's a great response. It's cool to see this other side of Scully, but then it sets up, yeah, my, my dad and my brothers used to make models because her dad was in the Navy. And it kind of, before this thing with Johansson even comes up, it kind of freshes that in the back of the audience's mind that she does have that in her background, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. So yeah. it comes a little Absolutely. bit less out of- Hey, real quick. Mulder's yep. ugly. Guess what? He's getting <laughs> fired. Ah, real quick, ladies. Let's be real. Oh. <laughs> Mulder looks like he got- Hey, Mulder looks like he's got a bit of a sideways face. He might be got a touch of waterhead. He's getting fired. Agent Pendrel tries that one. Yeah, Agent Pendrel drops the I'm I'm turned on right now. He's getting fired. Let's be real, chat. Don't fucking bail on me now. All right. Yeah. Yeah, those those complaints don't go that way to HR. <laughs> um, oh, fuck. Well, yep. it's different. He has a relationship with her. I know. I'm just kidding, you fucks. <laughs> Shut up. All right, keep going. The old Zeus Faber. The old is, Zeus uh, Faber. So this is what we get. This they went out there to find these aircraft. Not this particular aircraft, but this mm-hmm. was part of a I don't know if he called it a squadron or whatever, but it's basically the, these were the escorts for B29 that was Roger carrying that, yep. carrying another bomb. Yeah. Fucking what a cool. Whoa. What a great. I mean, the conspiracy on This one that, going to Tokyo? Whew, damn. What a cool idea that there was another bomb that that never made it and that they just hushed it up. And That's dope. Cool idea. Love it. And they get sent out there. All right. So they're out there to try to recover it. And they get spotted by a Japanese destroyer. They're down below trying to hide. And the destroyer is just up there circling. And the mm-hmm. captain will not bail. He will not leave station. And uh, <laughs> the men start getting sick. They start developing these radiation burns and sickness. And things start getting more and more heated. And... Uh, Johansson is the XO, and he's in a position to basically have to lead a mutiny. Yes, sir. And and bring the ship home, and that scene where they lock the captain in. Where's McCoy with, to with fucking Michael say he's Bublé. unfit for duty? Let's go. <laughs> Mr. Hunter! <laughs> <laughs> Give me that missile key, Mr. Hunter! Dude, oh, whenever God. that scene happens in that movie, and Denzel puts the thing on his neck, I'm like, that is the most gangster shit ever. <laughs> like, he's like, okay, cool. And then he just puts it over his head onto his neck because it's on like a necklace. I was like, yeah. dude, that's some defiance right there, boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Andrea Johnson's 10-year-old's listening. Oh, that's not good. Well, that's not good. Usher her out of the room immediately. Andrea, immediately, please. One star. All the host did is drop F-bombs. She's actually, saying, she's so actually saying that she loves, that her kid got a kick out of us saying her name. Andrea Johnson, there you go. 10-year-old. Hello. Hi. Hi, I'm speaking into your house, into your family, and we're invading you, <laughs> literally invading your home right now. Yeah, anyway. well, why don't you just dox her and give out her home address, too? <laughs> Tell everybody what school 127 Washington Street. Um, I don't know. But um, anyway. That's the story of the Zeus Faber. The only Zeus Faber. Only took us four uh, tangents to get through. Yeah, fucking an hour. On point. On point today. Yeah. So there we are. Johansson, good stuff. Johansson, good stuff. We also have this whole other thing going on with the Skinner and these other dudes, which leads to Crycheck and this lady with the coach gun. Dude, where did she get that from? Jesse James? Yeah. She has so a we'll, coach gun under her freaking desk. 
and she she pulls back on the hammer. <laughs> I know. Af- after he says he's an FBI agent, I really? know that's so awesome, <laughs> really, lady. Does the intrigue factor just shoot through the roof? You know, you got this. She's so weird. Obviously, she's a, she's a very attractive woman. Can she, I ask you a question about this? Yeah. Are, are we talking about her? What is with this whole weird gender thing back and forth with the two of them? I don't where know. did this come from? I don't know. What is this weird like thing back and forth where like Mulder like, oh, is this letter you wrote up? And she's like, no. And it's like the, the gender type comes up a few times. I'm like, is this 2020? Because this is fucking tiring already. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, I, I don't know. I couldn't answer the question. I was a little like, huh? It was like, oh, do we suddenly, are we suddenly calling Mulder misogynistic? Because that's a fucking riot. Well, yeah, we already know that. Pardon your gender type. If you told me that that wasn't, that's a line. That was, a, that was, if your options were that's in 2020 or that's in an X-Files episode in 1995. <laughs> Wrong 100% of the time. 100%. 100%. 100% of the time. But um, I like this introduction of this character. She's funny because, like, obviously, she's interesting. She's intriguing. She cocks the hammer on her goddamn short stack double barrel, you know, Jesse James gun, after he says he's a federal agent. And uh, I like that. That that adds a layer of, like, who is this lady? She's got a little bit of a femme fatale kind of thing to her. She does. You know, she's interesting. She's like a very attractive woman, but she's also like the oldest young woman ever. Like, I can't yeah. describe it. She has a an interesting look about her. I hate to say, she has a look of like one of the hottest post-op trainees you've ever seen. Okay. Can I say That's that? Cool. I don't she, think you, I think, I think there, I think you're not supposed to say trainee anymore. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? I po- yeah. Transitioned. Yeah. I, didn't I, I got offensive. what you're saying. I'm, but I'm saying it. She looks good, but she, there's a broad-shouldered. Oh, you can't say that either. <laughs> can't say a broad shoulder. That's a big no-no. What? Because a broad? Oh yeah, yeah. You didn't know that? <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, we can't. You don't actually say broad anymore. Like we don't say like you know you broadside. They're actually changing that with the um, when they old naval battles. You know you can't say we would line up for a broadside shot anymore. It's very very frowned upon. So. We're, we're still working on a replacement. Well, after the X-Files podcast is canceled, what do you want to take on as a project next? Because, <laughs> well, I don't know. I didn't mean any even an offensive way. I used some offensive terms. What I'm saying is she has a look about her that- No, no, no. Uh, wait a minute. Context well, is nothing. The word is everything. You understand <laughs> that, don't you? Yeah. Okay. Just making sure. Context is irrelevant. You have sinned. You understand this, right? I, I have. Put okay. me on the altar and sacrifice no, no. Well, me to the- Good news, woke, buddy. You're born unto sin under this new church, so don't you worry. <laughs> and that's where that's where Uncle Dean's going to stop before he gets in trouble. Well, at least we can't get pulled off Patreon because we don't use it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyhow, anyhow, can we talk about oh broad shoulders? Yeah, let's and let's just tackle. So we pretty much wrapped up the the main parts of Scully's thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's get to let's tackle all old, of this old that foxy. With Mulder, and then we do need to say a little bit about what happens with Skinner. Mm-hmm. So, man, mm-hmm. <laughs> you were saying I talk <laughs> talk about partner of the year. I gotta go. I have to get on a plane to Hong Kong. Thanks, buddy. Go, really, dude, you can't. That's that's your like hang up line. You, you just you just can't tell her anything more than that. That's it. You douche rocket. Yeah. You know who wouldn't say that to her? Pendrel. Agent Pendrel. You know what? <laughs> the shot of the whole coach gun on the desk 
is just made more badass by the fact that she's sitting there with her legs crossed. It's so cool. She, she's yeah. like this like professional lady just chilling, and the, the the zoom on the two barrels is so awesome. I don't it's a type. great shot. And, and you know what's great too is just the I think like the insinuation Mulder assumes that like uh, what's it called the, the Kellen starts with the K the the name of the the name of the salvage company that that we're at here Kellen Chuck Kellen Chuck yep. right he's like where's Mister Kellen Chuck <laughs> yeah you son of a I guess bitch. maybe that is the chauvinism there coming out yeah well like most eighties action heroes which you've already determined he is there has to be a little bit of that right a little bit a little bit yeah. We call it old fashioned. Let's let's give him a break, okay? Yeah. Maybe he assumes there should be a uh, fucking Mister Callan Chuck around, but maybe he also opens his door for you. You know. Now, if you want to talk about a commando Uzi from the hip Oof. dropping a guy off a catwalk from two hundred feet away, kind of shot. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, it's, shit. It's an FBI agent flying on a whim to Hong Kong mm-hmm. and detaining. A U.S. citizen in Hong Kong. Yeah, what's that about? Mm. I kind of the Hong Boy. Kong stuff threw me, even though visually it was amazing. Yes, very cool, and it brings up. Is it a, nonsensical, or is there an explanation um, th- that why it's Hong Kong? N- no, like his hunch. It's. I think the fact he that she's follows her, right? clearly, sus- yeah, he he follows her. She's clearly suspicious. Yeah. Um, this is like spy shit. The other, yeah, this is like some classic espionage intrigue shit that, you know, and, and you gotta get, you gotta get international for that really to, to kick up. Plus it allows us to introduce the man we haven't even spoken of. Mm. The man, the myth, the legend. legend. Hell yeah. Rough old, and tumble, man, 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 all man here. Mm, Alex Krychek. Yep. Old rap boy, as they used to call him. On yeah. the internet forums, apparently, apparently, according to some of our listeners. No shit. Yeah, very offensive. Yeah, I make a semi. That's pretty offensive. He is rat-like, though, in a way. Not, oh, not as uh, far as his... I mean, sometimes with, yeah. with his look. But he is a rat. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Mulder, the old handcuffer. But um, the shot of the hallway, the purplish red, this is awesome. This yeah. is a visual feasting right here. Some some Blade Runner looking shit. Mm-hmm, totally. And uh, who do we find in this room? But like you said, the man. Take that gun and shoot yourself instead. It's <laughs> <laughs> a weird line. Yeah, I know. Want to have a listen to it? Yeah. Crycheck. I thought guns were against the law here. Yeah, well, you know what they say. When guns are outlawed. Why don't you take that gun and shoot yourself in your head like you shot my father? Great. Take that gun and shoot yourself in the head like you shot my father. That doesn't line up. <laughs> no, because your like father a, didn't shoot himself. Dude, you, kinda, you, you just lost a, like a middle school insult game. <laughs> <laughs> but your dad didn't shoot himself. Yeah, well, you're stupid. Sorry, I'll let it play. I want to get shut up! Shut up! Oh, no. I hate God. And the sh- treat your business partner. Especially since she seems to be moving those secrets you're selling so well. Jesus. Well, Johnny Unflappable, that's the end of her. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Gets wasted by a French GRG or whatever their whole little silly ass uh, CIA (laughs) version is. Sorry, I'm writing writing pornographic fanfic in the chat. Oh, God. (laughs) No worries. Um, Yeah, she gets wasted. Crycheck shows up. This is great. This is great, man. Of all the unexpected things, Crycheck ditches him here, 
There's these French dudes coming. He's, yeah, they're, they're coming through stacked in that hall. There's a bunch of boys. They're ready to get rowdy with them SMGs. Yeah, but uh, not rowdy enough for Mrs. Gautier. Nope. <laughs> she can take down a whole French stack team. She's like, let me go ahead and just hit you with the lights. <laughs> Blinded by the lights. Yeah, so this is cool because, again, it's not the best effect in the episode. Obviously, that's black oil. It still works. But it's not terrible, and it's cool because you go like, "Oh man, like that's what it does," and that's where that's what happened to the French sailors. It wasn't any radiation under the sea, under the sea. It was the black oil, the old black black yeah. oil, white heat. That's like a duo. That's a power that, duo right there. Yep, it is. What is going on in the fucking chat? You getting all the ladies fucking <laughs> twixing their nethers in there, buddy? <laughs> Goddamn player! It's, uh, it's you get invites to go to Ohio. Hey, I didn't even have to dox her. She docks herself. That's the power you have, son. <laughs> but um, it, it's fine because then you see like they got what looks to be barbecue sauce all over them. <laughs> like I guess that's their, their burned hands, like barbecue sauce dripped on their faces. Well, they they spent they spent most of that, the uh, makeup budget in the um in the sailor scene hell, hell early yeah. on. So hell yeah, dim yeah. the lights, matter them with some Stubbs barbecue sauce. Slap the Stubbs on them. <laughs> the only fucking barbecue sauce that should be sold. The the, the best. So good. And uh, that's that. I just I just did it for uh, I just chicken on the grill Stubbs. Stubs. That's it. I Either. just sink it in stubs. And I'm more of a dry there. rub man myself when it comes to grilling. But yeah, if, Me you're, too. if you're gonna go with a wet BBQ sauce, that's the move. Stubs for sure. Oh, show. Sure. Anywho, um, you know what's funny too, which I I just kind of occurred to me. I, I finished up like a second watch in the background. Was uh, <laughs> so fucking. What about Mrs. Gautier? What about right? her? Mr. Gautier wakes up in his home and he's like the last thing i remember is is being underwater on a dive mm-hmm. now in my home what happened mrs gautier wakes up in a men's bathroom in hong kong <sighs> what the fuck happens to her yeah. right? dude Matt, and this guy's like i don't give a fuck like he doesn't <laughs> he's like he's like she's gone he's out of the picture yeah yeah right see ya it's funny <laughs> chad is definitely definitely ornery tonight is that what we call it <laughs> yeah that's a nice way nice way to say it it's a nice way to say so, it. So, um, Thirsty, damn. They be thirsty. When he, when he gets those black eyes, mm. that's good. And it's cool that N- Nicholas Lay, the, that actor, was not credited until the post-credits. You know, normally he would, uh, you know, guest, guest stars, Mitch Pelleggi, things like Nicholas Lay. When, it, when they're Ooh. an episode, you get that up front. But it's nice. They, they hide that. So, if you're watching along, it comes at a surprise. And it's great, too, because it's the last five minutes. So, very cool, man. Very cool. And uh, let's just hit it since the last part we didn't cover this this little side thing with with Skinner, dude. This what guy's sitting here. This is I'm sitting here with my suit and my fucking tie. I want to enjoy my coffee. I'm gonna read my newspaper, and this guy's gonna come in and mouth the fuck off to this nice young lady who's just trying to make ends meet. And what happens? He steps up like the disgusting toxic male he is, <laughs> and catches a fucking bullet in a spit. The spit angered me. The yeah, the, uh, the fucking like contempt. It angered me. <laughs> he also gives me a chupadura amigo. Chupadura amigo. Which That's no um, joke. My Spanish isn't good enough to figure that out. I thought it said um, lick something. Apparently, it means suck a hard one, friend. There you go. That's fucked up. Yeah. But the impression you clearly get from this is this is no random incident. Chupadura. This is a follow up from those. Those little over those the top. Those ass hats. Yeah. Yeah. 
So now they know he's going to be in here. This is his favorite spot. They know what kind of man Skinner is. So this guy's going to come in, mouth off, cause a little bit of problem, and then turns around and shoots him. They get witness statements. Seems like a random thing. Guy's never been seen in here before. That's right. That's right. right. Yep. Totally. It, was, it wasn't a hit. It was just a random uh, violent crime. Mm. That's that's how you do By it. By the way, that guy's a fucking pro. Well, he, he didn't finish the job, but he's a pro to incin- incite it in a way that makes it appear like a random crime. Because this woman is going to say, oh my God, he came and he was mouthing off and he said something, he just shot him. You know, like that doesn't seem like an assassination. No, right. That's really, that <laughs> is, that's the pro move of how, how you, as a government, you whack people. It's not the... The cinematic looks really cool. Black sure, trench sure. coat, dust the guy with a silencer. Because mm-hmm. that looks, what does that look like? That looks like a, a fucking professional assassination. Yeah. yeah, exactly. This is a real professional killing. Because I know. <laughs> I said that with <laughs> such bullshit authority. <laughs> I loved it. It, was, it totally works for me. I do it all hey, the time. Hey, That's but podcasting. listen up. This is how I do it. Oh, you know? God. Dude, you don't know. You don't fucking know. That's kind of shit. You Trust ask me, me, I didn't ask you. It's not my hey, word. Hey, hey, Dean. <laughs> Trust me. Okay? Trust Ugh. me. Jesus fucking Christ. I just douche chilled myself. Mm. <laughs> so, man, I think we hit it all. No. Can we just do the one part where he runs him down <laughs> in the airport? Because this, this isn't what the chat has been waiting for. Oh, oh Dude, yeah. when Mulder, first of all, Mulder headbutts him. And he puts his sweet, <laughs> sweet ass. Mulder puts Crychicks, listen, sweet ass. Up on that, he gets just enough room to sit him up on that fucking f- on top of that payphone. That's perfect. Just sit up there, right? And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna place myself uh, right, right against you, yeah. man. They're real intimate here. Hey, if you want to go ahead and Google up Mulder Crycheck uh, fanfic, there's not gonna be a shortage. Let's just there's say not that. a yeah, there's not a shortage. Are you kidding? <clears throat> and me? if you if you, if you need to put a cover on that book, it's that uh, it's that shot right there. Yeah, the yeah, old. It's, your gun is digging into my hip. Yeah, it's it's it's. I'll tell you the exact timestamp if you want. Mm-hmm. It's dude. He fucking cold cocks him with the phone. He drops a headbutt on him, and when he's stunned, that's when he gets him seated up on the thing. It's right around forty-one minutes thirty-five seconds. You might even say probably even better shot is yeah forty-one minutes thirty-seven seconds. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, when he's riding, he's riding. Oh yeah, that's yeah. it. Maybe even, like. Check that out. Crytek grabbing. He's got like one hand on the phone cord. Yeah. So he can hold himself up for, for proper entry. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's a tough 40, angle. 4137. It's a tough angle. Yeah. It's like fucking shower sex. It's stupid. But, um, yeah. There you so go. what they're, what the ladies are looking for in the chat, um, they're looking for some of this fanfic. Uh, I am going to write it and you're going to narrate it. That's what, what, the, what they're asking for. Oh, God. Should I do Patrick Bateman voice? Hey, what? W- don't just stare at it. Eat it. If we had an OnlyFans, that's what it would be. <laughs> OnlyFans. Oh, my God. If you want to see my full ass pick. <laughs> I don't know. Is that... Can you do can you audio, audio uh, OnlyFans? Yeah, it's called the fucking membership. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And if you're interested... Oh, um, God. Just send, fucking... send a check. The Bateman voice makes it funnier, though. Right? <laughs> Bateman. I'd like yeah. you to eat her ass. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Don't just what? look at a Karen. Eat it. <laughs> <laughs> I do sit-ups every morning. I'm up to a thousand. <laughs> He's such a creep in that movie. Anyway, Crycheck is uh, 
Mulder has to step away. I like Mulder stepping in with a gun, like he's blocking the gun with his body. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Also, remember the days where you could just fly on a plane to Hong Kong with your gun? Um, he did. He didn't. He got this gun from from Crycheck. That that did. Come oh up. shit! Okay, cool. Yeah, I was wondering. I was, I was like, I don't think you can do that. P.S. Uh, federal agents. Any federal agent can just carry carry on any airplane. No shit. <clears throat> yeah, as opposed to nine eleven thing. Because like you know, that's gangster. I, I, I got my not, my uh, FBI buddies. <laughs> And like whenever I go to the airport with them, it's like, cool, I'll wait over here while all you guys go through strapped up. I'll, I'll see you in the lounge in a fucking an hour. But yeah, that was like a not enough air marshal. So they just basically said like every federal law enforcement aid officer and there's yes. a shitload of them. There's yes. like departments you've never even fucking heard of. I'm sure. Like the post office has their own law enforcement. Not, not fucking kidding you. I, I, I know a guy who's in it. He does what? some cool shit. He does like bust down in Puerto Rico because basically any kind of like um, like felony using the mail. Like I the, see. Okay. They, they try to smuggle a lot of drugs in from Puerto Rico because it's part of the U.S., but it's easier to get them into Puerto Rico than it is other places. And then it's they try to use the anyway, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, cool. I was wondering like what what what's that look like? Yeah. Well, that's um. I've always had a uh, you know I. <laughs> I was, this is my first mistake was I was interacting with somebody in a chat the other day who, because I had some privacy concerns regarding putting a piece of software on my computer, they were able to, in their genius, summarize exactly what kind of person I was and even to who I voted for in the presidential election. Because that's how people are online. Yeah. Yeah. I had privacy concerns, which I think made him assume that I was a Trump supporter, which is hilarious if you know me in any way, shape or form. Yep. You also hate masks and, and... Uh, mm-hmm. foreign, foreigners and yep and yep. Uh, women women can't right? stand them yeah <laughs> fucking women. can't stand them um yeah. yeah it was it was right and i was like this is really funny it's hilarious that that this person assumed this about me long story short i have my brothers about certain long story short a game came out they made it for free on a piece of software that software is 48 percent owned by china and some people had concerns about privacy and things going to china if you agree to certain terms to put the software on your computer. Long story short, it's not that big of a deal compared to everything else you're already doing. Um, so I went ahead and did it. Um, why am I telling you this? Because you're talking about FBI, you're talking about your FBI friends, I swear I'm bringing it back in, and it's this. Um, I have a fucking piece of electric tape over my webcam on my laptop, and I've had it there for two years. And I was like, I'm going to take this off. And then one day you were talking to me, and you were like, dude, I have, and I went, me too. And then I was thinking, I might take it off. And you're like, dude, my friend, the FBI says, leave it on. And I was like, okay, I'm going to leave it on. (laughs) I'm like, holy fuck. I will listen to your friend. I sadly have other ones in my house that are plugged into desktops that I can do nothing about, but they're not going to see me doing anything except what I'm already broadcasting or if I'm doing a podcast down here. Or jacking it. They won't see that down here. Oh, yeah. You, 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 you don't different- masturbate in a basement, you fucking apes. <laughs> oh, the fuck is wrong with you people? <laughs> Jesus. I mean, you, good setup. You got privacy. You got good headphones. Yeah, but your feet are on the concrete floor. Unless I want to feel like I'm committing a crime, I'm all set. <laughs> That's a <laughs> popular s- theme. They'll see, <laughs> they'll see a green screen is what they're going to see, and maybe a cat walking around on the desk. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that and don't get any of those listen to you fucking things, Alexa, or Ugh, smart no, I, TVs or whatever. Yeah, yep. I know, I know. It. I have to disable Siri. I had it disabled forever, and it got re-enabled. And anyway, it happens. Yeah. Well, shit, man. I think uh, I think that about wraps us up on 
Yeah. On Piper Maru, right? By Piper Maru. I mean, we bounced around a lot, but I think we, we hit yeah. most of the wickets. I think we did. I think we checked the boxes. Yeah. We're kind of all over you, like, <clears> a, like a predator. But we, we got there. Got there in the end. I'm going to say it. This is love for me. Yeah, yeah, me too, actually. Yeah. Yep, definitely. Um, just visually alone, but the more we talked about it, the more I, I just, it's cool, you know. I, it's, it checks all the boxes for me. There's a lot going on in it, but it's a two-parter. So it's, I'm guessing by the end of the two-parter, I'm going to be even more fond of this particular episode, but mm. it's awesome. Yep. Solid, man. Solid. If there's anything that doing this podcast, and I, I, we're being redundant, I'm being redundant, I've said this before, <clears throat> but is up my appreciation of, it's the mythology. Because when you go back to sure. it from the beginning, you really realize how much of it is so fucking good. So good. Especially when you kind of try to mind wipe yourself of, of some of the later stuff. Sure, sure. So... Um, yeah, that's you awesome. You got any listener man. comments? I already hit Sir Thoms. You did. I will read uh, Olivia's. Olivia. Olivia Class, Kelly says. Classy name. Yeah. Olivia's a very classy name. Sounds like yeah. um, like a, like one of them black and white broads. <laughs> yeah. One of them black and white dames. Like a, a Grace. You know? Yeah. Olivia fucking Eleanor. There's a good one, right? Mm. One of, you know, man, those are the ones, dude. Let's, yeah. you want to get into it a little bit? They would have ones fucking sandwich ready. Let's go. All right. All my nonsense aside, Olivia says, I look back so fondly in this episode. Uh, it stands with its sequel, Apocrypha, to show just how good the peak of X-Files mythology was with some heartfelt scully moments mixed in with badass cry chick and Skinner getting shot. This episode doesn't have a dull moment, not to mention the first introduction to the black oil that will carry on to be a, a recurring theme in the mythology of the show. One of my favorite mythology episodes, as well as Anazazi Paperclip Trio. One of her favorite, favorite mythology episodes. That's a powerful statement and why I wanted to read it, because holy shit. But I'm going to think about that as we go through and just put them up against the rest of them, because that's ultimately what we're going to do, right? Yep. <clears throat> Thank and, you. Uh, we're still trending up on mythology. In my, uh, for me. For we, yeah, me. we're not, we haven't, we haven't reached peak. We're not over nope, the nope, hill, nope. as it were. Nope, nope, no, for sure. And the black oil, man, mm. just... <sighs> I, I'm going to say it's it, – I'm going to have to go a couple more seasons on our on our rewatch and talk through um, before I can make <sighs> statements about my favorite mythology episodes. But I will say for Same. sure right now, this is one of the most memorable mythology episodes for me. Definitely. Roger Definitely. that. Um, Want to cover a, uh, a little bonus listener question? Yeah, what do you got? Um, I got one that I don't have an answer to, so I'm going to throw it to you, and I'm going to paraphrase here. Um, because I couldn't find the exact wording on it, but this comes from old white death herself. Um, I'm going to paraphrase because I'm going off memory here, but basically she asked that if we were responsible producer, director, writer for our own X-Files episode, I would apologize to Fox immediately for the loss of money. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not a X-rated one that we're putting up on our only fans. It's a real one that goes on, Cable TV, network TV. Um, essentially, what is the synopsis of the episode that we would create? Okay. I don't have a synopsis written, but I have an idea. And I'm going to I'm going to go, I'm going to make this kind of interesting because I'm going to read the film synopsis that I am ripping off the idea from, and we're going to kind of go from there. So imagine just for a minute, I'm going to read this out loud. You guys are going to know what it is. Josh will know within seconds. When a young woman is killed by a shark, everyone knows now, 
While skinny dipping near New England tourist town of Amity Island, police chief Marty Brody wants to close the beaches, but mayor overrules him, fearing loss of tourist revenue, cripple the town, etc. That's very COVID-ish. Um, ichthyologist Matt Hooper and grizzled ship captain Quint offer to help Brody capture the killer, Beast, and the true engage in an epic battle of man versus nature. Um, I want to do that. I want. To, I like how Jaws uses the. I like how Jaws uses these the 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 setting. It uses the. It's a very summer movie. You watch Jaws in the summer. You don't watch it in the winter, right? Um, I want to do this, but I want to make this for a movie in uh, for an episode. Wait, she said a feature movie or an episode? No, just an episode. Can, no, it's going to be a two parter. This one. Um, uh, this one's going to be called something along the lines of Sleepy Hollow. I don't know, something like that. Our 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 surrounding season is going to be autumn. And we're going to use a very similar approach here, except it's going to be some kind of lycanthrope. I'm thinking a werewolf. I talked about this back on the Jaws episode, how I so badly wanted to see an investigation. And I don't just mean like somebody's becoming a werewolf. What's that mean to them? I mean, there is a werewolf present and it, it strikes and then it's gone because it's a person and you don't know who it is. And I want, I want our, and I don't mean like the one done in season 11. I mean more of that classic Sleepy Hollow there's a wind kicking up yellow leaves around the feet of our agents as they get out of their vehicles kind of feel to it. Um, and, and there's the victim. And then what does this mean? Is it an X-File or is it just a sick human being who mutilates his victims? And, and Mulder's trying to say, no, it's a lycanthrope and here's why. And, and something like that where there are, our friends tackle this in a sleepy New England town right, in, right at the height of autumn, and, and I want that. I think that would be so cool because it'd be seasonal. You'd watch it every season. It'd be fun. You'd get the fucking popcorn. You'd watch it every time. Season rolls around. I think that it, it would become like Jaws for X-Files, but with a werewolf. That's what I want to do. Nice. That would be so fucking fun, man. That's fucking dope. Right? <clears throat> yeah. Especially that setting, man. New yeah. England autumn. Yeah. The swirling small, leaves. Small town kind of thing. Yeah, it's a little foggy. Maybe it's a little cloudy, a little overcast. And, uh, and I don't know, you know, I don't, I don't know. That's, that's my elevator pitch. I don't really have a plot synopsis, but, but something along that line, something to where maybe it's, maybe it is scaring the local populace. Maybe it starts with animal death, thus making, we, we, we want red herrings, right? Mm-hmm. We want red herrings. Maybe we start with episode death, uh, episode death with, with animal death because, you know the 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 werewolf, as it were, still has some semblance of control. The werewolf is is too afraid to admit to it, but maybe not a complete monster to where they're being outwardly deceptive, but self preservation. You know, like maybe they know something is amiss, and I don't sure. know. I think that would be really cool. Um, they have dope. to work with a local fucking sheriff, or you, you got a title, Sleep Hollow. Uh, and that's too easy, but mm. but I don't know. I, I I will think of a title. Maybe just like the name of the town. I like That'd that. Kind of cool. Yeah, we, we like could, an old, old fashioned ye old <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <clears throat> um, all right, I got one. This is uh, pulling this right out of the old keister, and modifying it. But so, <clears throat> what I don't have in mind is what draws in there in the first place. But my thought this is this is what we do though. When we make games, this is the fucking exercise. Mulder and Scully go to some not super remote, but you know, country ish. You know, somewhat rugged, frontiersy kind of feeling, like a like a pack no- northwest northern town. Either, uh, either I'm thinking Alaska, Ooh. K- k- 
either Alaska or like northern Maine or like Minnesota. Fucking Yukon shit. shit. Okay. Getting out there. Okay. I like it. To investigate something. And something, so pretty isolated, okay? I like that. We, we get that set up. Not like ice isolated, like a tiny research station in the middle of nowhere, but like <laughs> small, small, small kind of town, community, and bad weather kind of time of year. Winter, for sure. Like it. S- something occurs, all tech dies. Okay. Like combustion, an EMP tech type of issue. Not just electrical, like combustion motors, like me- me- mechanical things. Stuff that doesn't make sense. Okay, something that I think is the next file. Yes, gunpowder. Wow. So like chemical reactions and shit. Chemical, electrical reactions. Everything stops working. Outside of us. Outside of us and literally like hand tools. Right, so no no firearms. They don't work. The the gunpowder becomes inert. Right. So, and this happens, they showed up for, maybe they had a lead on something else, whatever, but they already came there and there's already kind of an antagonistic thing between Mulder and Scully, right? The Mm -hmm. out of town, big shot, fucking college FBI agents. And then the small town, whether it's law enforcement or just the locals, you know, these rough and tumble kind of types. And now they have to work together to both physically survive. The conditions are, are daunting. Yep. And maybe there's some other threat out there, whatever is responsible Ooh. for this, and also solve it before it's too late. I dig it. Something can we like do? That. Can we? Can we do something where you know? I always like when friend when enemies have to work together. And winter mm-hmm. is a good way to make that happen. Yeah, especially if they can't yep. shoot each other. Right. Right. The locals aren't going to be able to solve this shit on their own, but mm-hmm. Mulder and Scully aren't going to literally be able to make make it through the conditions on their own. Yes. You know what I like about your story? I like that we have a built-in time mechanism, which could be death to winter. I mean, it's really hard in the 20th century to die to to winter. With fucking no tech at all, though? I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but wait a minute. Heaters stop working unless you literally start a fire. You have to. Yeah, so you're chopping wood. You're setting flame. And guess what doesn't work? Wait a minute. Phones. Wait a minute. How does a lighter work? Yeah, because you're producing a spark over a, a... well, if gunpowder doesn't work, does does gas can gas be lit? I don't know. <laughs> I gotta dig. Well, I gotta dig into this. Well, let me bust it. We'll bust open the whiteboard. Okay. We'll we'll whiteboard that. I like that. I like it a lot. But I like the idea of tech, you're getting fucked over by tech, and then the winter is just like it's a reminder of it's it's that moment. It's that that perfect shot in the witch where we're looking over the family's shoulder at the great wilderness they've decided to embrace in the 1600s, and you go, oh, fuck. (laughs) Oh, no. Please, no. And maybe to add to it, maybe this is... Nope, you're good. I'm good? Yep. Maybe Maybe there's something else going on where maybe it comes and goes. I don't don't know. I kind of like it being gone, but I'm I'm combining this with like an external threat, the entity, and maybe it's kind of doing the whole like fucking people disappearing one at a time. I love it. Kind of thing. To add that, what that if, element. What if instead yeah. of what if instead of it all goes out, what yeah, if me. what if it starts to slowly wink out? Like Ooh, TV like stops working. Like what the fuck? Is there the TV's down? Hey, the your phone working? Flashlights working and then the next day it isn't. Like we, in other words like a like a grim portent sort of thing, like a revealing of the slow eradication of tech. As winter, so so as your tech dies, winter gets worse. Oh, I like it. That's like brutal, it. right? And then, oh, dude, w- this would make a really X Filesy. What if it kept progressing to the point where it was 
like this doesn't make any sense where, you know, like things like we, you, you talk about like a lighter, like why is, why is this gasoline not igniting this sure. is a chemical reaction? Like sure. what the hell? Like imagine Scully talking about that kind of thing. Right. Right. What if, <clears throat> what if ice isn't freezing or melting at, or, you know, water isn't melting or freezing at the right temperatures? What if, what if like people's, you know, uh, like internal, like electrical systems basically. So I don't know. Mean, I might be going mean, too far. With well, this, no, but, I, but what you're saying here does, it does beg the question because chemical reactions happen in your body constantly. So yeah. you like but, going, going beyond just crashing tech where that, that starts obvious, but it goes beyond that where it's breaking down like the very science of how we think things work. Whether sure. It's, chemical reactions or whatever i I like it yeah you could you could and then you just what we and then what we do is go well how do they get out of it and then you can almost work the then you can almost work your setting backwards that way you have an answer so you know you start with the dilemma then you answer the dilemma then you kind of fill in the blanks yeah um that way you're not written into a corner but i like it dude and then we have Mulder and scully and the witch yes pretty much (laughs) i can dig i had i had one more very brief idea and i don't have anything on this just I always, I, I, I think I did this once like years ago with like Ravenloft, but I always had this really cool idea of, um, and I, I'm sure it's been done in a movie. I'm not saying it's original, but this cool idea of you're in this town and a fog rolls into the town. And when the fog lifts, either everyone is gone or they're all like asleep or something. I think gone is better because it's creepier. And then you almost have, you know, you, the problem is, is with everyone being gone, what kind of story are you telling? But I've always liked this visual of this sleepy medieval town, maybe not X-Files, where this fog rolls in and when it rolls out, the population is just gone. Like a Roanoke type of thing. Like everyone's gone. Where'd they go? There's no traces. Um, something like that. But no. Yeah, those are fun. I like doing this. This is fun. Like brainstorming yeah. shit. That shit's fun. Here's another good one. It came from a, a game idea of, and this plays off some different different things you see a lot in movies. Um, but you're in this, you know, it, it could be any scenarios. You could pick any kind of setting or anything like that. But all the people that are around you, and it needs to be like kind of established characters for this to work. And this is going to focus on one of the agents. This is going to be more like a Molly or yeah. <laughs> drink, drink, I got Mulder you. or a Scully episode. Yeah. But basically every, it, it sets up just like a, like a creepy, you know, monster of the week kind of thing, whatever it is, but kind of like a little generic feeling. Sure. And then it becomes more and more like everyone else kind of acting a little bit different, but they're not like wild. Like they should be like kind of what they seem, but it seems like more and more they're trying to find out a certain thing. And maybe it's a certain thing that you know, and maybe it's something setting you off. But basically this was from a game I was in where essentially the end, you find out that, uh, one person was getting a uh, mind flayed. Yeah, that's dope. <laughs> mind flayer was digging around their brain and everybody else was like their own mental recollections of, of the other people. Sure. So like sure. this is Scully and she's being Scully or Mulder and they're being inter- interrogated. Like, you know, Mulder's trapped in some, uh, some weird ass like lab somewhere and they're digging around in his brain yeah, uh, and, trying, that, and the information to coming something. to the flare is the actual narrative, right? Yeah. Yeah, it makes it kind of mind-bendy. That, you know, Star Trek does that. That's one of the cool things about the holodeck is the the Romulans would have this interesting way. They would transport you off your ship, and you wouldn't know what would happen because you think you're still on the ship, right? Yep. So they transport you into a holographic projection oh, of where cool. you think you are, and then they start trying to get information from you with their intelligence agents. 
Isn't that the plot of one of the shitty, uh, the shitty newer movies too? The shitty next gen movies? Not new, new. Um, Isn't there a whole thing where like a whole bunch of it's on a holodeck? N- yeah, but that's not to get information. That's because they're trying to relocate them uh, uh, covert. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a covert relocation program. And this, the Romulans are like, let's get information. Let's get into this guy's head and understand something by making him think. That'd be cool. Like, imagine if one day you're like sitting in your bedroom and you're like, man, the corner of the room looks so weird. And then you touch it and it's like, it's like a fucking hologram. And then the whole room disappears. That'd be so sick. Nice. That'd be sick. Anyway. I like my first idea better. Although fucking BP in the chat, he goes, oh, so the plot to Annihilation. Hey, buddy, we're fucking brainstorming here. What? We're, we're, oh, oh, annihilation! That's my, the one where yeah. the thing comes down and then it warps all of the all of the like uh, wildlife yeah. and shit. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's not like it. All right, because there's no female characters. Mine, it's all men. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck! All right, sausage party. Well, shit, man. I uh, <laughs> I say we've done it. Yeah, and then some. I mean, Jesus, and then some. They got a little extra this week. And uh, so we'll be back to uh, wrap up this two-parter. We'll be back, babies. Apocrypha. Apocrypha. Great it's a word. great word. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Apocryphal. I always think of uh, Douglas Adams, although much of it was wildly apocryphal, right? <laughs> Referring to uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Hitchhiker's Guide. Nice. So good. All right. And uh, yeah, man, that's it. This is fun. Yeah. Fun talk, a lot of tangents, but great episode. Love it. Great participation from the chat. Very very horny participation like that. Mm-hmm. Come, yep. come, show up. Get horny. That's get, it. Uh, get a little bit of the extra. Yeah, and, it um, must be. It must be our. And you get a discount to our OnlyFans <laughs> uh, audio erotica yeah. podcast. Yeah, our 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 butt shots are not as amazing as you guys think. <laughs> no. But well, uh, but hey, spoiler alert! I got I got a model for that. It's not me. Yeah, of course. Are you kidding? You don't want to see those two fucking hairy coconuts. <laughs> <laughs> alright guys you have a good one and uh, I guess we'll go out in the live show anyway I guess we'll go out on a, a little bit of music you've been listening to the X-Files podcast by LSG Media visit us on the web at libertystreetgeek.net that's libertystreetgeek.net 